0: Yeah, so right away, immediately, first thing, I have to give a shout-out to my godmother, to Katie, because I talked to her for over an hour. She knows every single thing about the case, and then some, and she's been following it for the entire year. Like, she's a wonderful source, and I have to give her a shout-out because she knows... Oh, thanks, Katie. Thank you for all of her information today, because... Thanks we really Katie. D- Katie. we delve deep into the deep deep waters that is this case. <laughs>
1: Straight <laughs> evil.
2: Leave the dog alone because the dog didn't do a damn thing and now you're trying to feed him your bodily fluid. shall Kill
0: all of your Everybody's hands and a dogfish a, a tampon it in and in the in garbage. In it ain't right to bubble and like you will
1: a dog. that was
0: wow tennessee (laughs) take a deep breath take a really deep breath it's about to go down shit's going down understand stay from (laughs) the woods
2: hello everyone and welcome to another episode of straight up evil my name is jocelyn i'm the brunette we've got katie she's the redhead
0: Hello, there's not enough pot in the world. <laughs> and, <laughs> and
2: Carly, she's the blonde. Hi. Oh. Quinny's, <laughs> remember remember, like a year ago, we got an, a message on Instagram that was like, you should really look into this case from Tennessee. This missing, you know, active missing persons case.
1: Mm-hmm. We
2: finally decided to go back to it, Quinny's. Yep. Yeah, we did a
3: little teaser last year.
2: Yep. And we're well, finally getting into the story of Summer Wells or Little Summer Wells. Waters.
0: I know. Right away, I feel like we need to have a disclaimer. <laughs> okay. Really, though, it's such a controversial case and mm-hmm. so publicized via social media. All parties are uh innocent until proven guilty. Absolutely. And that our opinions are uh just our opinions. Mm-hmm. And, and we got you know, lots of them. As oh, the usual on this show. <laughs> As usual.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we exactly. got a lot of
2: opinions. We're not offering advice to anyone or telling oh, you what to believe. Yeah. We're just talking about Stating a it. Little missing five-year-old girl what happened to her for those of you who don't know and i'm sure that's not many of you summer wells is a five-year-old girl she would be six now who disappeared from her home in rogersville tennessee on june 15th of 2021 summer's family was at home at the time which makes this case kind of unique and this is a highly mountainous region of tennessee so rural definitely yeah as hell. Despite extensive searches, Summer remains missing today, which is a full year after she disappeared without a trace. So when we initially covered Summer Wells on Straight Up Missing, we spoke a lot off microphone about the growing suspicion surrounding her family. Even in the beginning, there was talk Mm -hmm. online about her parents, Don and Candace. We decided in the missing episode to not include that suspicion because as we know on the show, everyone blames the parents of a missing child and we did not want to do that ourselves you know it's just so sad to lose a kid to begin with that we didn't want to jump to that conclusion and we still don't want to jump to any conclusions However, over the last year, the media has uncovered a lot more details about Summer's family. We will get into that. It has been reported that the family is not cooperating with the investigation. We will get into that. But tonight, we're going to return to this story one year later to bring you updated information. We're going to revisit Summer's Aunt Rose's case, and we're going to let you know what you can do in the effort to find Summer and bring her home. Okay,
0: so we're, we're going to jump right in here. The family consists of the father who is known as Don Wells, his wife, her name is Candace, spelled C-A-N-D-U-S. Candace Bly Wells, she is Don's wife. They have four children, Summer, obviously, being the youngest. And then there are three brothers. The oldest brother, Jose, yes. Jose. And the second brother, Wyatt Wells, and he's 11. And the third youngest brother is Waylon Wells, and he is nine years old. Summer was five years old at the, during this time. So she's a few years younger than the youngest brother. The family also had eight to 12 dogs. We don't know exactly how many. Living out um, in the country,
2: mm-hmm. you know, yep. a lot of a lot of animals for
0: sure. Living I will out say in the country. that's
3: like the one thing that I fully am on board with. In this
0: I can story. get behind that. I get behind it. That's yep. the one oh yeah. Thing. Cause if I had property like that, I'd be having the same situation. I will so 100. <laughs> so not counting summer, six other people that lived together on this property, the husband and the mother with the four children and the grandmother lives in a trailer, little mobile home. That's about 25 feet across from the house. And they all reside here in this little Part of Tennessee. The this...
3: mom's name, who's also Candace. Oh yes, sorry, I thank like, you. I literally, yeah,
1: I just can't. so and grandma, for, I same, thought,
0: same deal, same name, yeah. right? And so I thought uh, exactly for purposes of the episode, so as to not confuse people. Thank you for mentioning that. The grandmother, whose name is Candace Herrer, H A R E R, is also called sometimes Candy. So I figured that we could refer to the grandma as Candy, and then obviously Candy. Candace, the, the, her daughter as Candace. Let's get into the day because I have, I will say just
3: before I get into it, I I go into some details that like people may or may not believe have anything to do with anything. I'm just going to mention them. So we have it all out on the table. So June 15th, 2021, Summer was home at her home at the 100 block of Ben Hill Road. It's in the Beach Creek area of Rogersville, Tennessee. Like Quinnie mentioned, it's a rural area. So that morning, Dawn gets up and goes to his job. He has a drywalling job about an hour away. Candace would take Candy and Summer out into town because Candy, I saw she either had a doctor's appointment or had to go to the ER for Mm -hmm. her knee. She had a, Mm -hmm. she had a problem with her knee. So she had to go get seen. That was about 8am that morning. And later they were planning on going swimming. So they took Summer's swim clothes with with them. So Candace and Summer drop off candy at the ER or at the doctor's office. Then I read that a family friend, a 15-year-old boy named Hunter, gives Candace a call and they go over to his house to hang out for a little bit. And while Candace and Summer are there. Summer changes into her swimsuit. They're there for a little while. And then Candace, Summer and Hunter now go drive to pick up Candy. They go drop off Candy's prescription at Walgreens, but they say it's not ready yet. It'll take about another 30 to 45 minutes to fill. So they decide let's go swimming now. So Candice is like, well, we have to wait this long for the prescription anyway. Let's just go swimming while we wait. So she brings them all to go swimming at a swimming hole at the Warriors Path State Park, which is pretty near to where they were. So this is where apparently Candy's just hanging out. Candace is laying down, watching some videos on her phone, allegedly on TikTok. I don't know. And Hunter and Summer are the ones like playing and swimming or whatever. Candace is not only watching videos on her phone, but she's also recording a little bit here and there of like Summer dancing around and playing. She streams over to Hunter and Hunter just like makes like a, you know, whatever, like hand sign and then like goes off and does his own thing. But like during this point, according to Hunter, Summer slips on some rocks and she falls into the water. She goes under for about 15 to 20 seconds. And this is when Hunter has to get in the water and help Summer out. Whereas Candace is just watching or just still on the land and not in the water at all. Candace will later refute that this even happened. And according to... The video, it doesn't look like it. The water is very deep, mm-hmm. but, like but, she's deep head, she is but she's a tiny girl. She is a tiny, very petite. And who yeah. knows? Like there could be deep pockets in that, you know, little sipping hole. You don't know. This is just according to Hunter. Okay. Who
2: is I'm sorry, Katie. And what's his age again? Hunter Hunter is 15. 15. Okay.
0: So he is, there is a woman named Allison, also known as Allie, who used to be friends with Candace. Mm -hmm. They, they had a close relationship and then they actually had a falling out. However, Candace still had a close relationship with Hunter because Candace claims that he was like a son to her. And so she would still, as long as it was okay with Allison, she would still go and pick up Hunter and they would occasionally hang out sometimes.
3: Gotcha. Okay. Thank you. They're at the swimming hole. They're swimming for about 20 minutes when Candace says like, we got to go and get the prescription. So let's wrap it up. This is around noon to 1230 that day. They drive to Walgreens. They pick up Candy's prescription. Then they stop at a smoke shop called the Hippie House, where Candace goes inside and picks up some vape cartridges. Then they all go to Sonic for some slushies. And then lastly, they go to a grocery store, I think was called Priceless, to get some groceries okay fine everything seems fairly normal right so apparently candace and candy go into the store well hunter and summer stay in the car watching tiktok videos okay like i'm sure the car was on with the air conditioning but it is like 95 degrees in the tennessee summer like okay fine, whatever hunter says that candy and candace were in the store for like an hour but candace says no I just went in for five minutes to get milk and bread. That is a huge time difference. That's huge difference. Yep. Either way, they get out of the store and that's when they're, you know, going to drive away. They're going to go to Candace's house, whatever. But in the meantime, Candace takes a weird, another weird video of summer. Now, granted, like all these videos are like, were, I'm not sure if they still are posted to her social media, like likely her TikTok. Okay. But the videos I know that people will post basically anything, but it's like, what, what are you trying to show? Why? why?
0: Some of them have been, and some of them have been removed. Some of the videos have been removed.
3: Yeah. So in this video, you see Summer apparently sleeping. She's like next to like some stacked milk cartons. Okay. And you hear Candace ask her mother, Candy, is her arm still up? And Candy says, no. And Candace says, oh, well, that's what I was trying to catch. And then she turns the phone away. And some people- Some people think that she may not even be alive in that video. I don't know how I feel about that in particular. So around this time, Hunter says, again, Hunter says that Candace received a call from Don, her husband, who had called to tell her that an unnamed man, they knew the name, we do not who had been staying or camping on their property, they're like 11 acres of property, had been apparently going around and looking at and trying to hug their kids.
0: Yeah, this is according to Hunter.
3: We've already had discrepancies between his version and anybody else's version. Right. Keep that in mind. And again, we don't know if this conversation did indeed occur. Is Don telling Candace because it just happened? Or is Don telling Candace because he just found out about it? From like the boys. We don't know if it's like it happened that day. He just found out about it and now is calling Candace. So which is it? And why is there so many questions? It's weird. Like Hunter doesn't need to know all the ins and outs of every single thing that the family the family is doing, but it's just weird.
2: It is weird. It's like, it's so uh, weird. it's, you know, we saw this with the West Memphis Three. What are you going to get when you start questioning teenagers about the record of exactly what has happened yeah. when the everybody else's accounts are unreliable? Yeah, exactly. Like it just doesn't add up. It's not going to make any sense. It doesn't make anyone look better.
3: It certainly doesn't make anyone look innocent. Right. No, that's not even all of it. He also says later that he at some point during that time with Candace had seen messages on Candace's phone to and from her alleged drug dealer. Drug
0: dealer. Yes. So this and is we, a
3: big part of this. This is a big part. What drugs are we talking about here? You know what I mean? Right. We don't know any of the
0: details. So much speculation with that too. Yeah, Candace for sure.
3: Definitely says that did not happen, but she does corroborate the Don phone call about the dude hugging the child, trying to hug the children. So at this point, either way, Hunter says, nah, I can't go back to your house. I just need to go home. And that to me, I this is just my opinion. Is like maybe he's getting a weird fucking vibe and he's like, Yeah, I think I just want to go home now. Cause otherwise yeah. he was planning on going to see the boys and hang out. You know what I mean? I also don't think Hunter has a great opinion of Don either. Same. He Same.
2: like it comes off like he's he doesn't really want he he wants to be around Candace, but he doesn't want to be around Don. Exactly. I don't have the
0: greatest opinion about Don either I, Curry. <laughs> Jesus, for, no, but
3: I I get that vibe as well, Josh, for sure. So either way, Candace goes and drops. They all go and drop off Hunter at his home. Then Candace, Candy, and Summer get to their home around three fifteen p.m. Candy goes back to her trailer on the property to watch tv which like Quinny said is not far from the main house candace takes the groceries in and the boys help her put them away and then a little bit after that candace looks outside and sees her mom candy trying to like replant a potted plant outside her trailer so she goes out to help her because like she's in a knee brace at this point she's obviously mm-hmm. been to the doctor like she needs help so now this is around like 5 roughly It could be anywhere from 5.30 to like 6.15. Her mother, Candace, and then her grandmother, Candy, they're out in the garden. They're planting flowers, repotting plants. And Summer is walking around barefoot. She's wearing a pink t-shirt and gray shorts. Summer does this for about like 30 to 50 minutes with them. And then she ends up getting a piece of candy from her grandma and she wants to go back inside the house. So Candace says, fine, go inside. She sees her walk over to the porch and watches her go inside to the kitchen where the boys were like watching TV or on the internet or like playing a video game, whatever. Candace tells the boys, hey, watch summer. I'll be back in a couple minutes. Candace goes back out and she goes to help Candy. And now they're like facing away from the house in such a way where they're like facing away from the basement door, but they're kind of toward the front door of the home. So just keep that in mind. She helps Candy fix her knee brace. And this takes about two to five minutes tops. And then Candace goes back inside the house. She asked the boys, hey, where's Summer? And they told their mom she went downstairs to play with her toys in the playroom. Now, this is like the furnished basement. Again, there's like some discrepancies about the living area in general. Mm -hmm. I've heard that it is a playroom. I've heard that it is just Summer's bedroom with her toys in it. I heard that her bedroom is down there and there's like a playroom area. And then I also heard that it's her bedroom that she shares with Candace and Don.
0: When you go down the stairs, you immediately go into Don and Candace's bedroom. Uh And then when you go around the corner, it leads into what was Summer's bedroom. It's like a separate section. Like there's a small wall that goes between the two rooms, but there's a doorway that doesn't have a door. So it's like, okay. you just walk right into it. Okay. And it, allegedly, Summer always slept with the parents mm-hmm. in their bed and she wouldn't sleep in her bed. But the sure. video footage is extremely scarce like there's nothing yeah. in the room except yeah. for like a bed and like a couple toys and there's like literally you still see pieces of insulation like that's how if that gives you any idea of the fact that the house is like not even completely finished but it's funny right, though cool unquote,
2: finished basement it's not right Right.
0: but then the thing is is that that's funny
3: that you say that because while summer's area is like that the whole house and outside Property, there's junk everywhere.
0: It's a complete mess. Oh, it's It's like complete an
3: utter hoarder mess. So, like, why is Summers area so scarce, and then everywhere else? Yeah, it's very strange. Cluttered, so
0: so strange. It doesn't look like it. I have to say too. Again, I have to reiterate again. It doesn't look like a normal finished basement. No, like like it's when they're describing it as a finished basement. No, you go down there. It looks very unfinished. It's really dark. All they have down there are a couple TVs and like, a, like I said, a couple toys and some beds. Like it looks scarce and weird as hell. Like even cement floors. Like right. it just looks weird.
3: Like I feel like the fact that they say it's like a finished basement is literally only because it's not a dirt floor
0: and they right. have furniture. Exactly.
2: Yes. Or and shale yes. or whatever. Right. Which yes. is like, and honestly, bit. like, we're not trying to make it a- Economic judgment no, on these people at all? At all. No, like everybody no. lives how they need to live. They clearly have a lot of kids, and they're tr- they're trying to get by. But it is like shocking to see the aerial footage from the outside, where there's junk everywhere. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're mm-hmm. like scrapping things and trying to mm-hmm. collect. And like a lot of people do that in the south. That's common. Fun, but then but this little girl's room is is the furthest away from everything and there's nothing in it
3: exactly yeah
2: it's so i'm like did they already take stuff out were they trying to like i i don't know
3: now the only way in and out of those areas are through the stairway through the kitchen or there is a door that goes from the basement to the outside Mm -hmm. that is you apparently allegedly it is usually locked At this particular point in this day, it is believed that it was unlocked.
0: Yeah, but we don't, but they don't know.
3: Don't know. They don't know. So mom calls out to Summer a few times. She doesn't get an answer which she said was unusual. Summer like would always answer her right, Rick, right away. So Candace physically goes down to the basement to check and Summer is nowhere in sight. They searched through her throughout the house. She's not there. She was not seen going back outside via up the stairs and out through the front door or via the downstairs basement door. But they thought that maybe she did go out the basement door, which they think, again, we they're not sure, was unlocked at the time. The boys didn't see anything. The boys didn't hear anything. And the mom and the grandma who are outside allegedly did not see you nor hear anything. So I will get more into that with my final thoughts later for sure. Yeah. But the neighbor heard something. But <clears throat> the neighbor yeah. heard okay. something. Yep. I'm getting, I'm getting there. Okay. Sorry. So, I'm sorry. Right, it's I'm okay, just it's okay. like- I know it's so like. What? They're, they go outside. She's not really like around the property, like directly there. You know, Candace calls her husband, Don. She's worried. He's at work. He tells her, call 911. Then he gets off the phone and he calls 911 from where he's at work. Okay. And then he leaves and rushes home. According to Don, he rushes home from work, which is an hour away. And he gets there and he sees his family and he sees some neighbors searching the property. No police. He gets there before the police. Okay. And that is when in his mind it clicks like, oh wow, she's really gone. She would not have just like walked out on her own, like some she's gone. Okay. Which is weird, but whatever. But Candace says she got off the phone with Don, she went to look on the property, she asked neighbors for help. Then she drove down the road to a local church and didn't see somewhere around there. And then she sees police cars coming up her road. So she turns around and goes back to her property. with the police. And there is no way that that took an hour for the police to arrive for a missing five-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. We could probably get the response time from somewhere, some right. source. We don't have the recordings of the 911 calls and I want them. But what I did hear was a recording of the 911 dispatcher speaking to the authorities. Yes. And there's more discrepancies there too, Quinny's. Cause like, she says she's like four. What? Yep. She gets the, the age wrong, which is like all in all, not the biggest she's, deal. She's the biggest distressed. Deal. You okay. could chalk it up to panic. So like, right. So like, is the mom saying she's four because she's panicked? She just had a birthday or something. Or is the dial-in dispatcher just like she took down the wrong information? Right. Whatever. So she tells the authorities a four-year-old girl is missing. And whoever made the call or reported it said that Summer went missing when her mother, Candace, went for a walk. A
1: walk. Yeah. And
3: then when she came back, Summer was gone. Now that is not at all what we have heard so far mm-hmm. whatsoever. Candace will later deny that that is what happened and states, oh, well she never goes on walks because she's afraid of bears and coyotes in the area. Is it like, again, is it like a game of telephone where like the wrong information is getting to the person and they hear the wrong thing? Right, or is right. It like right
0: from the get-go because exactly panic? We don't fucking know. Or is it and like we don't Don know, saying something And we, he doesn't really know what's going right. on? Right, Be- Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like from the dispatcher call, we don't know who she's referring to if she's referring to dawn or if she's referring to candace no idea Yeah, no idea. Exactly. And Don, if he was flustered, he could have figuratively speaking, if he's rushing home from the hour long job site and he's flustered, maybe he just thought mom went on a walk Mm -hmm. and that's when Summer went missing. And And that's how that could have got passed to the dispatch. Maybe
3: either one of them could say like, oh, she's four. But like she really had just been five for a little while, you know, right, Right. right. That's fine. Okay. 911 is called. Police are there before or after Don gets there? We don't know. So family is searching the 11 acre property. There are neighbors that are also helping, like search their property and their own properties, like near the wells. Okay. Shh. But like Quinny said, a neighbor happened to hear something strange. Quinny's, Candace and Candace hear nothing, but a neighbor, the next door neighbor Judy, she tells authorities that around. 6 to 6.30-ish. Again, time is a little weird. She says that she was out surveying her property lines and she saw a flash of a car go down the driveway toward the wells. And she hears a car door slam and a shrill scream. Now, she did say the scream was like animalistic in nature, but definitely was not a dog or like was not an animal. An animal. Right. And, And that there would be no way... That Candace and Candy would not see a car going down their driveway, like the way that it's all set up. Like there's no way they could have missed it if the neighbor saw it. Candace and Candy, no, no, no mention of a car. No, nothing. So an extensive search for summer begins. So about 60 to 80 people would participate in the initial search that night the Tennessee Highway Patrol's aviation unit, Ballad Health's Heart Air Service would provide aerial support. There was also the Churchill Rescue Squad, the Hawkins mm-hmm. County Rescue, Hawkins County EMA, Hawkins County EMS, Hawkins County E911, Hawkins County Sheriff's Office, and the Goshen yeah. Valley Volunteer Fire Department. It's just everybody is out there looking for her everybody there is something creepy
2: too about it being hawkins
3: i know every time i hear it i'm like oh my god God. i I literally have it in my notes like not to be confused with Hawkins, Indiana. Really, yeah, every the time, time I'm I was like, down.
0: and not to be confused with the Hawkins Curse. And I'm even. sorry, but she has a shaved head, just like mm-hmm. Eleven. Okay. Oh my god, it's creepy vibes. Creepy
3: vibes. I can't. I'm obsessed. Okay, so there's like a lot of people searching the immediate area for Summer, which is great, but they're not finding anything. They do find, however, a search dog. Would track Summer scent through the woods to the end of Ben Hill Road and then it stops. But there is no actual sign of Summer, no evidence. Now, Candace would later say that the police did a quote botched job in regards to specifically in regards to the scent dogs, because when they brought in the scent dogs to do tracking, they didn't tell her to put her all of her eight to 12 to 13 dogs away. So -hmm. the scent dogs were distracted.
0: According to her, yeah.
3: According to her. So the search goes on, 12.07 a.m. the following day, technically June 16th, the the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation issues an endangered child alert. Technically it's an endangered child alert because there's obviously concern for the child's safety. The family had really wanted an Amber alert issued right away, but- They take time. They take time. And really- Like we've said before, technically there needs to have been like some sort of like car definitely viewed in the area that is strange or a strange person. And that's usually a necessary qualification for an Amber Alert. And at this particular point and the search, there really isn't anything like that. However, they continue searching throughout the night and in the early morning, still nothing. And by 11 a.m., they do finally upgrade it to an Amber Alert on Summer's behalf, meaning that they feel she is in immediate danger. This particular change might actually be because another neighbor called in saying that they had seen an unfamiliar red or maroon 1998 to 2000 year Toyota Tacoma truck that had a full ladder rack and white buckets in the bed. And it was in the area of the Wells property. Yep, And they didn't recognize it. This vehicle doesn't seem to ever be found. And like, Later authorities say, like, we talk to everybody and it's not it's not around. But I was listening to the Voices for Justice podcast, Voices for Justice. Sarah Turney Voices for she Justice. Is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the sister of Alyssa Turney, like she went missing in 2001. So her sister has a podcast like for this. Okay, she has an episode on summer and she's great. She actually went on Google Maps herself and searched like the whole surrounding area. And she on Google Maps in one of the neighboring homes of the Wells property sees a similar looking truck with something white in the bed of the truck on the Google Map image. Oh my God. Okay. Like when the Google is driving by, it is parked in someone's driveway. We just don't know if that's actually that person's truck or is like someone visiting them or what have you, but she sees a truck that like definitely unmistakably is a truck In that color with something white in the back. Crazy. So like news is on the scene, they're covering updates, everyone's searching, there is a media briefing later that day on the 16th, they haven't identified any suspects or vehicles of interest at that time. Um, And by the end of the day, they would receive like 30 tips relating to her disappearance. And- as everything progresses, like 19 other agencies come in to assist. But like the area is really hard to search. It's like, there's woods, there's mountains, there's obviously there's like bears and coyotes and snakes, everything. And there's really unreliable cell service. The search parties aren't having an easy time of it. And honestly, the crews ask like people to clear it, like clear the area to like help the professionals ensure everybody else's safety because like they're really they're getting dragged down in it, and they're not finding anything.
2: We don't have any suspects. We don't here. There's no like named. The cops aren't going to give us that. So like in most of our cases, immediate family comes under fire right away regarding summer's disappearance it's very difficult for everyone i'm sure to believe that a child could go missing from the residence while her family is at the residence it's very difficult to understand we've seen it happen we've covered it on the show
3: but like there's family in the home and there's family outside the home like and no one is sleeping and it's daytime and it's all yeah yeah
2: okay Adding to that, the police come out and say they found nothing in terms of signs of an abduction. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. No they're evidence. quoted as saying, quote, no evidence pointing to an abduction at all. Everyone thinks, you know, this, I mean, because when a child goes missing, everyone, you know, their, your heart's in your throat and you're going, oh my God, they've been abducted like the worst has happened. Then this guy named David P. Garahan gets involved. Did you see this guy, Quinny's? No. I don't know. So he sent a $25,000 check to the Kingsport Times News with a letter saying that he was personally offering the money as a reward for tip or information that leads to the discovery or recovery of summer wells. And he said in the letter, quote, I am convinced that somebody knows something regarding her disappearance. This guy is not related to this family in any way, does not know the family in any way. It's just like a random
0: dude. Is this the guy who leads the prayer circle? There's also a guy that's like doing a lot. I wonder if it's the same guy that's like doing a lot with the family. Like he's been really involved with the family. And also Mm -hmm. he was apparently one of the first ones that they called onto the scene it's probably um, the hugger. Yeah. It could have been the hugger. Yeah.
3: It could have been I don't huggy. Know. It's the um. church
0: guy. It's the church guy. Some church guy.
3: <laughs> There's a character that Declan saw on YouTube that he's scared of and it's called Huggy Wuggy. And it is terrifying. But oh. um, That's what I'm envisioning. Huggy <laughs> Wuggy. Uh, but no, like $25,000 to just that's drop. A lot of money
2: and no, and not knowing them at all. And I mean, I guess people do this Anonymous oh, yeah. donors throw money at these things all the time, which is great. Please keep doing that. That sticks out to me.
0: He's not you don't random. No, anybody. Random.
2: And I don't think he's the same as the church guy. I okay. don't because this is just here's some money. People I want become to come obsessed with
0: this shit. Too. Yes. They just
2: become obsessed. That- he, David Garahan is a very good example of what starts happening to everyone who kind of learns about this story
1: uh-huh. is that
2: they have to insert themselves into it. Yeah. They absolutely have to get involved. And so obviously tips are pouring in to the police department and we don't know what half of them, we don't know what any of them say, really. I mean, you can kind of triangulate from the searches, like, obviously they're checking this area now. And why did they move away from here? Was it a tip? Was it like, you can make up whatever, you can make whatever assumption you want. This guy just inserts himself into the investigation, which you could look at it as kind. You could look at it as weird. I really don't know what to make of it at all. So yeah, we don't have a whole lot of information on who they're looking at at this time, but everyone, and this is about the time where we heard about the story. Mm -hmm. We had a listener reach out, come to find out a couple of days before we even released it. We got a couple more messages from fans who are saying, you got to look at the parents. Mm -hmm. You got to look more into the parents. Something's wrong with the parents. There's a, you Mm -hmm. know, and we took that with a grain of salt at the time, but it does, it starts to progress. And maybe we should have. Included, you know, a little information on that the first go around, but we were trying to remain. We were trying, you know, like how many missings have we covered where the parents are just hung out to dry and they just lost so many? And you don't want to just assume,
0: yeah. So, obviously, after summer goes missing, a lot of concern comes to this house that she went missing from and kind of, you know, what's going on inside of this house. If one child has gone missing, is this household safe for the remaining children in the house? And so CPS begins to get involved in researching the family. And one of the first things they have to do, and this is according to Don himself, is they actually have to, they came out to the house to inspect the house and see if the children were in a safe living environment. Well, CPS comes there and according to Don, the reason that they were taken, this is another discrepancy as well, because it's something that we don't know. There were other reasons, apparently, allegedly, as to why these children were taken from the house. But what Don claims is that CPS came to the house, they inspected it, and they determined that the house was not safe for the children to live in. That it there was clutter, there was mess, mm-hmm. there were unfinished walls, the bathroom wasn't proper, there, were, um, there was a lot of dog poop everywhere, and it was just really not safe. In July of 2021, the kids, all three of the boys, were removed from the house. Now, Don claims that he was actually relieved that they were removed. And the reason for that, he claims, is because him and Candace felt that the kids were not safe because their lives were in danger. Because now people were starting to come to the property. They were starting to harass them. They have a lot of YouTubers that are coming out to interview them and and talk to them and try to figure this whole case out. Don felt as though they were not safe in the house because their lives were in danger because people were coming to the house and putting them in danger. And so he was claims that he was actually relieved that the kids got taken by CPS because due to Summer's disappearance, He also, at the same time, fell into a deep, he says he fell off and that he started drinking heavily and that this is what caused the house to be an, also caused the house to be an unstable living environment. And so therefore, when CPS came to take the kids, he actually felt a sense of relief because they were not doing good as a house already. Uh However, he says Months later, when he goes, like, onto the Dr. Phil show and later Ugh. interviews, like, his story really, ch- you know, it seems to change over time.
3: And nobody has a straight story, and there's a lot of differences. That's crazy. But, yeah, so,
0: in <laughs> as of July, that is what he cl- he claims. Not not Candace. Candace never wanted them to be taken, apparently. But Don claims that he was okay with it. A lot of deflection, currently. Total deflection. Okay. Totally.
2: It's gotta hurt. Whatever has happened to his daughter is scary enough. And then everyone's accusing you Mm -hmm. of it. And then you have an outside party come in and say that your house is not good enough for children to live in, in the first place, which makes you look even worse. Mm -hmm, And I know Katie can speak to this, like in the South, people do not want to be told how to live. People do not want to have someone come in and say, judging them exactly and forcing a standard upon them and so i could see why as a point of pride especially as a man no offense guys out there <laughs> just to be like you know what i wanted them to go mm-hmm. because i wanted them to, because it is it, is like you know what i mean like it's kind of like that's what i wanted anyway so but you know what they do is they start a youtube channel
3: four months after summer disappears don and candace create a youtube channel which is like dedicated to thanking the community for all their help work. for their search efforts yeah for their search efforts they're having information on the case they're showing pictures of summer there's quotes from the family that alone like isn't that big of a deal it's not that weird like family members friends of people who go missing they want to get the information out there any way they can so like yes of course like utilize youtube as a platform fine they would get dozens of videos posted and they would have almost like fourteen thousand subscribers at that point like real real quick they at this point they're also making a website which so many people do like it's fine that it focuses on you know definitely like more just the information on the case and the pictures and on the youtube channel they actually also celebrate Summer Sixth birthday which would have happened on february 4th other youtubers getting in on it so this woman That leads a group called Heels on the Ground. Her name is Marissa Dozinski, I think is how you pronounce it. She begins documenting the Summers case on her own YouTube channel. And she goes a little bit too far. And she would actually go on their property, on the Wells property. She would walk along the road near where she believed the Wells property was. And she even would enter a shed that she believed that they owned to look for clues. All for her youtube channel and this would lead to candace filing a trespassing complaint against her and that would be in december of 2021 and like we've said before like Quinny's, like we can be involved and want justice for people don't go to the resident like don't drive by no. don't go look by yourself don't do this don't do, do not this. do this yeah, don't for do it so many reasons don't do this not great
0: A lot of, and a a lot of them do that at this time too. They all start doing this. Like the YouTubers, it becomes like a real, it's a big
3: part of this case.
0: It becomes a really big part of this case. Definitely. 100%.
3: Back it up a little bit. That previous October, Don is not doing well.
0: October 30th of
3: 2021, he would be arrested for driving under the influence while he went out to go get cigarettes. In this one incident, he would face five charges. He would face driving under the influence, open container, expired registration, improper lane usage and violation of financial responsibility. And I didn't know what that last one really was. And so I looked it up and it says it may have actually stemmed from driving uninsured. Like yeah. you need to have car insurance. And yes, you it. do. You do not yeah, understand you have to have if insurance.
2: you hit someone like that's a $30,000 endeavor and somebody's yeah. got to pay for that. Like, don't be mm-hmm. a dick.
3: Don't be a dick. <laughs> so also don't drive under the influence. Like also don't. So he gets arrested. He's obviously, you know, identified as the Don Wells. Um, The deputy who pulled him over said he had definitely bloodshot eyes. Alcohol odor was all over the place. And Wells had just told him like, oh, I just took a couple shots. That was it. But a field sobriety test was performed and he failed miserably. And so then he gets taken to the Hawkins County Memorial Hospital for a blood draw. And he asked the nurse or the lab technician what the legal limit was. And I'm sorry, he asked the deputy and the deputy told him it's 0.08. Don goes, yeah, okay. I'm going to fail the blood draw then. Okay, Don. Okay, Don. So that's not all, you know, time goes by. He's still not doing great. Um, And then around 1230 AM, January 19th, 2022, just a couple months later, officers from the Hawkins County Sheriff's Office were called to the Wells residence in reference to an open 911 line. So while the officers were driving to the home, They told the dispatchers that they could actually still hear arguing in the background on the line. So like the, like someone from the Wells residence is calling 911 and they're just arguing up to shit. And the the police are hearing it the the entire way there, but then Mm -hmm. they lose contact. So they arrive at the home and Candace greets the officers. She says that both she and Don had been drinking and then they got to arguing and that Don had then hit her, grabbed her by the throat, and pushed her up against a wall. And while he grabbed her by the throat, Candace reportedly had hit her thumb on a washing machine, and she believed that it was then broken. And she told the officers that that incident had occurred roughly two to three hours prior to the 911 call. So this had been going on for quite some time. But Don's side of the story says that he agreed. Yes, we had been arguing, but I did not touch Candace. And she had been drinking before I even got home from work around 730 that evening. So the incident report specifies that Candace used her left hand to put her shoes on while officers were at the scene, as well as her left thumb to flick a cigarette. And officers say they did not see any marks on Candace's neck, did not see any bruising or swelling on her thumb. And an EMS that arrived on the scene examined her and said that the thumb appeared just to be stubbed. We're going to refer you to private prosecution, like figure it out yourselves. Um, neither were arrested. They don't really know who, like, was really at fault. They both seem to be, right. you know, arguing right. and drinking. Okay, but this particular incident is not the first time that this thing happened at the Wells residence because just a year earlier, October 2020, there was another domestic violence issue where the cops were called and Don was arrested at that point. So apparently, Don had come home and Candace was at home with another man don't quite know the state in which they were found whether it was like a sexual encounter that he walked in on or what but he didn't like it so then apparently according to Candace Don loses control he's drinking he's throwing things he's hitting and so she calls the police and Candace would say that later she said that she was afraid for her children and that her mother Candy was also afraid of Don and said that like she's afraid that he's gonna hurt her as well so this would lead to Candace filing an order of protection. Now this is, what, nine months before Summer Summer goes missing. Okay. So she gets the order of protection. He does get arrested, but he definitely goes back home. Yep. With the kids, with Candace, with Candy, everything's fine. And in April of 2021, just a couple of months before Summer disappears, Candace completely drops all the charges and says, quote, She made a huge mistake. So either way, Don definitely has a history of domestic violence. And Candace herself also had a domestic assault charge back in 2003 in Wisconsin. So she is apparently also known to have a violent streak. It is absolutely not the place for those kids to be, regardless of the clutter situation. Like, I don't even care about that at this rate.
2: Our moms will appreciate that Candace and Don appeared on Dr. Phil. (laughs) My mom probably watched it. My mom, My is mom definitely watched I it. I know. And watched like, it. Oh, I know nope. she did. They nope. just love Phil McGraw. They just they love just him. really do. A two part episode series <laughs> in November of 2021. Okay. So now we're looking at Summer's been missing for about five months at this point. And so- a month
3: after Don is arrested.
2: For- <laughs> right. Don. <laughs> yeah. the right. Don's,
3: you know, he's. he's not good. He hasn't gone to jail yet. Right. Spoiler.
2: So uh, Don and Candace both agree to go on Dr. Phil. And Dr. Phil has deception, detection, and body language experts with him during both of those tapings. They probably knew that when they went. They now, probably knew- that- admissible in court. I don't know if you could introduce it as scientific evidence. Okay. So, okay. So he's got these experts with him. And according to Dr. Phil, he says on the show, he does not believe Candace or Don hurt or killed Summer or hid her body. The experts that are there agree with him. However, Dr. Phil keys in on Candace and he says, I do not believe that you, Candace in particular, are sharing everything that you know with me right now about this matter. And he asked if either parent had any speculations they would like to share. They declined to do that. Some people point to this as very shady. I don't. I firmly believe that they were coached, not to say anything speculative, on national television. So I don't make much of that. Dr. Phil continues to press Candace despite this. I mean, he keys in on her. And he starts saying, you know, Candace, what do you think should happen to the person or persons who did this? And she says that the that person or those persons should, quote, be put away for the rest of their lives. And this is where the cornbread mafia comes in. Oh, oh God, sad. the cornbread I, mafia. I can't. If you thought that this story could not take another hard left, you know what I mean? Like, just yeah, come on. Seriously. It sure can. So this organization called the but Cornbread it's a real Mafia. Thing. Thing. It's, it's a real thing. Um, it's supposed to be an organized crime syndicate in the South. I always heard Dixie Mafia. I thought that was oh. the Southern Mafia. But I'm not sure if this is different or maybe they've just evolved into the Cornbread Mafia. Maybe it's no a idea. sharks
3: and jets situation.
2: Dueling gangs. Yes. So whatever. They bring up the Mafia. And when they do... Candace loses it. She gets extremely upset. She takes off her microphone and she leaves. She walks off stage. So she has a huge emotional reaction when she's questioned in the ne- at the next taping about why she left, why she got so upset. She said she had no information on what the Cornbread Mafia even was, but she said, quote, they just sound horrible. So Listen, Quinny's, I'm going to have to be the person this time that sticks up for them as much as I can until I can no longer do it. And I will hit my breaking point. Okay. But this is possibly normal to me. I would not want to think about someone that I love being harmed by the mafia. We've all seen especially the movies. Especially child. We've all, the deaths are horrific, especially your child. I'm willing to give it to her. Okay, you're a grieving mother. I will. I will make as much dispensation as I can. Right. She also felt like
0: they were interrogating her. She didn't want to be interrogated anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and so it's like, I kind of get that too from that perspective, like when they are harassing you so much and asking you the same questions over and over and over again, a hundred fucking times. Like, I've already answered that for you. I've told you that a hundred times. Like, I'm done. And she's already so, been questioned
3: by the police. She's been questioned. you know, the public eye is
2: just all It still all over the
0: place. doesn't so. make me not question her character. Yeah, well, for sure.
2: Don chimes in Don. and says, oh yeah, it could have been the Cornbread Mafia because... He and Candace could be the target of criminals in the area. And he says that he once had all his mechanic tools stolen. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: I don't Mm -hmm. really know what that has
3: to do with your missing daughter. You know that when your mechanic tools get stolen, the next jump is a live human being.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I will say that he also does mention that like there's other things within the neighborhood that... Our sketch. And so, therefore, that's where the relation and the, where it ties together is because, oh, well, there are a bunch of meth heads in our neighborhood.
3: Haven't they already been very vocal that they 100%, without a doubt, for a fact, know that she was abducted? Period. Yes. They,
2: I mean, that's their line. That's what they've said that's from the it. beginning abducted. From the
0: beginning. Yes.
2: So Dr. Phil keeps going and he says, is it possible that someone gained access to your house without you knowing? Is that possible? And Don says, yes, that's possible. Don says, but I don't think that whoever did this drove their vehicle into our driveway. Right. They left the vehicle parked on the road nearby and walked down took Summer and brought her back. Now, if that's true,
3: based on what we know, you don't hear anything.
0: Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Now, granted,
3: that does make sense logically for an abductor, right? Because Mm -hmm. of the situation, because of the property. Yeah. They're not going to drive right up to the fucking house.
0: But they would have to know the property. They would have have to to know know the property.
3: property. It's the middle of the fucking day, dude. And the family is out in the yard with their 12 million dogs. It's just so hard to believe. so, so There's hard There's an unnamed believe. man hanging out on the property as well, willy nilly. Who knows? There's the three boys that they don't know are out or in or mm-hmm. in the house or outside. Yeah, of the and house they don't or- they don't mention Huggy Wuggy. Huggy Wuggy. <laughs> they don't mention <laughs> Where him. Where is yeah, On you know I mean? Doctor Like so, that would be like real ballsy. For an abductor to just like stroll up real quick.
1: Yeah, you're
0: have, so right. No
3: hear or see anything. Mm-hmm. Quinny, you're so right, though. They don't even
2: mention that on
0: Dr. Phil at all. Oh,
2: they say nothing about Huggy. And Dr. Phil actually goes on and says, listen, when this happens, when these horrific things happen, it's not a stranger. Yeah. It is someone that is known to the child or known to the family. It's what, like that, 97% of the time? It's yeah. like a lot of the time, high right? High
0: percentage. A high percentage, for sure.
2: So he brings up that sometimes in these cases, someone is walking around the house for any reason, coming to the house regularly for any number of reasons, becomes obsessed with the child, and returns later just to take her. Just like Elizabeth Smart. Mm-hmm. Same situation, house painter just yeah. doing repairs right yeah. around the house, whatever sees Elizabeth smart comes back in the night and clandestinely takes her is horrific, but it, it but it's real. It's,
0: it's happened before. Right. And they do, they do mention that a lot too, that like, it is totally possible. There were the city workers that were working down the road.
2: So they bring right. up construction workers, right?
0: And John brings up a guy that he fired too and yeah, says it could even, have been him. I don't,
2: I don't even get into that here because I'm just like, it's bad enough the guy got fired. Yeah, yeah, out in my national television. It's just like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, it's a lot. So by the end of the show, the experts agree with Dr. Phil. They do not think the parents harm Summer, but they do agree that Candace is hiding something without a doubt. And they also later, when they were interviewed after Dr. Phil, pointed out that Dr. Phil never said anything about trafficking. Mm hmm. Giving the child up for trafficking, mm-hmm. meaning that he could have deliberately left that open to reserve for a different type of questioning. But he was not getting anywhere with them. She had already had a meltdown and they managed to get her back. But like after that, he yeah, it was, can't like really- was already done. Experts, I mean, body language, you know, deception, detection. All of these things, while maybe not admissible in court, still pretty impressive. Yeah. And all of them are like, I think he left that out for for a reason.
0: Immediately what happens after this Dr. Phil episode airs, people already had their skepticisms and their doubts and their feelings already. But then they actually got the parents on Dr. Phil. And when the world saw the parents, their feelings really started to change. It made people feel uncomfortable that she walked off like that. They didn't mm-hmm. like it. As So as a result of this, The media really goes up in a frenzy and you've got the, like Quinny mentioned, you've got the YouTubers, you've got the people that are trying to interview the family, you've got the people that are trying to really dig into the investigation because we're not getting anything from the cops. And as a result of that, the parents become the target of that. It causes the majority of the country and quite frankly, probably the world to think that the parents have something to do with it. A lot of history gets revealed through social media, through TikTok, through YouTube. We start to learn and find things out about Candace and Dawn and their history And their family and their family members start to come out. And yeah, and even what they had started to mention on Dr. Phil really only continues. Now they're just being harassed. They're being blamed. People are making straight videos that are just straight outright blaming them and saying that it was them. And a lot of dirt gets dug up, to say the least, about Dawn and Candace that we didn't really know some things we don't know to be factual, but this is all a result of what happens when a little girl goes missing like this. I I saw so many newscasts say, like, how can a little girl just vanish? Like when you said earlier, the first thing that everyone thinks it is are the parents. Right. Mm -hmm. Well,
3: look at like Cherish Periwinkle. Right. Right. Like, that mother got dragged. Granted, exactly. did she make the, every great choice? Not necessarily.
0: And they say still to this day that, you know, um, like cancer is what ended up taking uh, Jean Benet's mother. Mm-hmm. But they say that like the harassment of all those years
1: the stress. Uh,
0: um, is what actually killed her. Like it was like the stress that both of those parents endured for all of the years,
3: yeah.
0: um, whether you think they did it or not.
3: February seventh,
2: Don, okay. Don goes Don. into the John.
0: Don goes to the John.
3: Don pleads guilty to his DUI charge. Right back at that previous October, um, and this was his first DUI. But the arrest had violated a previous probation. I would assume it's the domestic assault situation, and he would be sentenced to eleven months and twenty nine days in the upside down at Hawkins County Jail he was sentenced
2: to seven days with beckna in the upside
3: down (laughs) (laughs) okay so he's sentenced to 11 months 29 days and after that he has to follow up with recommended treatment if these conditions are met the remainder of his sentence will be suspended okay so like he needs to go to like anger management he needs to get treatment for his alcohol issues like so he's in jail but he's still isn't shutting up though while he is in jail candace has like made her video about the whole situation that has been uploaded to the youtube channel on the website just like talking about everything don decides that he's gonna write a letter to summer now how do we fucking feel about letters quinnies because i'm about ready to just be done no more letters no letters no more journals no more poems just be done and granted i know it's to his missing child so like fine a letter and prayer for summer Since you've been gone, I've been completely devastated. I looked everywhere for you, my beautiful girl. And then he goes to write on that he thought YouTube would help find summer. And like, it still could be useful. It's really just resulted in like turmoil and stress for the family, which is completely accurate. And then he goes on in the letter to say, I'm sorry, my beautiful girl, that I completely lost my mind. Now, mind you, every single sentence ends in an exclamation point with so many thoughts of people harming you. And I know you want to come home and there's nothing I can do. I'm and I know
0: you want to come home. What is that?
3: I'm sorry, my beautiful girl, that I completely lost my mind. That could mean many different. That could be, you know, in reference to many different things. But it's just the weirdest letter ever. He hopes to have one day have summer and his sons back, and to quote, "be a family again." Like, don, 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 don,
2: don, 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 don. So Don's just- in jail. <laughs>
1: Just uh, so dons the, don's the Don's and the don. John. Don's and the John. And
2: we get March 1st, 2022. We get the local and national media reporting that Sheriff Ronnie Lawson from Hawkins County revealed that Summer's family is, quote, not cooperating right now. He then paused and he said that the family has attorneys.
0: And People- where's Candy? Candy's oh, well, about to show get- up. Okay. Yeah, there's okay, Candy's okay. about to okay. show up. She's yeah, about yeah. to show
2: okay. up. She so did a people, small
0: interview. People
2: okay. ran with this. The The internet ran with this, okay? Like within hours, people were like, mm-hmm. arrest these people. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. like an angry mob, okay? So then the sheriff later commented same press conference that social media has done nothing but hinder this investigation from the very beginning because everything about it is so rife with speculation right so what this guy has done is incite the people and then tell the people you're bad because you are getting involved so the people (laughs) like flip out they're disgusted by the police because they're like you're not investigating these people Mm -hmm. you're not arresting these people the, it's been a year like, or almost a year. Like what is going on? So much of this blows up and this gets so much attention. And so many people contact Candace that the following day, Candace and Candace, Candace and Candy, Candace and Grandma Candy, OK, make a public statement saying we never stop cooperating with law enforcement. We're still fully cooperating with law enforcement. We have not retained attorneys.
0: Yeah, we did not lawyer up. They That's cannot speak really for Dawn,
2: though. They can't speak so, for So, So yes. So <clears throat> Candy says, you know, this is very painful for me because I've now lost a granddaughter and I lost my daughter prior to that. And now we knew about this connection back in when we did this missing episode right after Summer went missing. And a lot of the Internet did, too. However, putting having the grandmother speak about this took it to a whole other level. Another level. Right. Mm-hmm. Huge, a whole other level. And actually, as as she herself is the mother of a missing child, pretty smart yeah. to mention her daughter's name when she knows that the whole country is watching. She did. She lost her daughter, Rose, 12 years prior, which we're definitely going to get into. But both women say, just like Katie said, they can't speak for Don because he's behind bars. So maybe he got a lawyer, maybe not. This is just another classic example of this entire case, Quinny's every single person. Yes, I did. No, I didn't. It was like this. It wasn't like that at all. It's the whole thing. Is it is it Candace's thumb again? Is it like like what are we doing? Like, did she say something because she got upset and then Went back on it. I don't know. But Carly is going to get into the other missing
3: person of this story. The other missing person in this family. August 1st, 2009 summer's aunt then 22 year old rose marie Bly, she was last seen in st croix falls wisconsin around 7:30 p.m if you've heard wisconsin's before it's because that's where kid has got her domestic violence shirt just throwing that out there so rose left her home in the 2300 block of river road and she had planned to travel four to five miles to cushing wisconsin to meet a cousin out at a bar And again, she also lived in like a rural area. So Rose left her home driving her 2001 Pontiac Grand Am. um, But unfortunately she would never make it to Cushing to meet her cousin. And at some point during her drive, she contacted her new, fairly new husband, Christopher Larson. And she told him that she would be home by midnight, but she never made it to Cushing. She never made it home. And she has never been heard from again. Now, five days after she went missing... Her car would be found in Grantsburg, Wisconsin, which is about 30 miles away from her residence, 15 miles away from Cushing, her destination. And it was found in a parking lot typically used by truck drivers to park their tractor trailers. Now the car was undamaged and there was no evidence of foul play and the keys were missing, but there was also no sign of Rose. However, it's weird that that's where the car was found because Rose actually did have family living in Grantsburg and she had actually graduated from Grantsburg High School but that's not anywhere near where she was planning to go at the time did not have any credit or debit cards. And she left home with very little money. Don't love this. There is no cell phone mentioned, okay? But she called her husband, so I'm not sure. pulled not sure. over, pay phone maybe. Oh, right. or- but the okay. cell- yeah. phone is never mentioned again in any capacity, okay? Like, maybe they didn't have a ton of money, but like, you're gonna leave to go to a bar with your cousin and not have a single credit or debit card and like just a little tiny bit of cash. So Rose and her husband, Chris, did seem to have a bit of a troubled relationship and this needs to be mentioned. While they had not been married very long, they had married that previous February, February of 2009. And since they had gotten married, the police had been called to their home at least once to intervene in a domestic violence incident. So Chris accused Rose of slapping him and she accused him of putting her in a headlock and banging her head on the ground, full on violence. And again, there's no like absolute primary aggressor. There's It seems to be muddy and it seems to be they're both a little bit at fault. So this would lead Chris to actually filing for divorce in June of 2009. Just a few months after being married, four months and the two, but the two would end up reconciling and he withdrew the filing. However, three weeks after Rose goes missing, he files for divorce again. So when Rose disappeared, she had obviously left behind her new husband, but she also left behind her two daughters under the age of two. And when Chris filed for divorce, he also sought a court order to prevent Rose from returning and taking the children. It seems like a lot in general. And it seems like a lot after your wife has gone freaking missing for three weeks. Okay. Don't, yeah. it's not good. So police obviously questioned the husband and they even had him undergo a polygraph, which he allegedly passed. And he is not considered a suspect in Rose's disappearance, but his divorce petition was granted in 2010. And he has sole custody of their daughters. So a strange little tidbit, Rose had fallen off of a horse a week before she went missing. And she had told her mother, Candy, that she was having headaches after the accident and her mom told her to go see a doctor, but there's no evidence if she ever did. Mm. And Candy speculated that Rose had possibly become disoriented due to her head injury and maybe wandered away from her car. But however, there's no evidence to support this theory. Her car isn't anywhere near where she was supposed to be. It doesn't really make much sense. Ten years after she went missing, the Polk County Sheriff's Office would work with Candy to make a video for her daughter, hoping to drum up some more chatter about the case and maybe some more leads. And this worked for a little bit. Police would end up following over 200 more leads in her case, but there was still absolutely no sign of rose anywhere they did start a facebook group called help find rose marie bly but in july of 2021 which we've discussed at length mm-hmm. the page was paused which was according to the facebook group decided by candy and the authorities they, they all decided to pause the facebook group let's be honest it's in regards to all the speculation yes it's- Right, With Summer's case, with the kids getting (laughs) taken. And it just makes me so incredibly upset for Rose and angry. Like, yes, Summer being brought up is we're obviously we're bringing up Rose too. We're getting a little bit more traction in her case. They had to stop her Facebook group because of all
0: the the bullshit drama that was also going down. It's really unfortunate because it's a case that they decided they were going to open back up in 2019, three Mm -hmm. years ago. And now it's almost as if it's becoming a cold case again because they're it's like they're putting it on the back burner because of the, the amount of the trauma yeah
3: well all yeah because obviously people are like well candace her sister like where was she like obviously she's the a common denominator here but candace did say that she was between tennessee and arkansas at the time her sister went missing so she was not in the state what's the status of rose and
2: summer's cases now, today, June
3: of
0: 2022, they're both still open and active investigations as of right now. In 2019, they opened Rose's case back up. They have been doing a lot of work on it, but as of now, it's really it's got it, it's not their main focus. It's not it's not Polk County's main focus by any means. From their works, it is still an open and ongoing investigation. The same goes for Summer Wells as well. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. Released a statement basically saying today marks one year since Summer Wells disappeared, sparking an ongoing hashtag #AmberAlert. Our team continues to work with the agencies to chase every lead that we can. They still don't have any leads that everyone is a that is involved in the case is a person of interest. It was it's kind of heartbreaking that media statement. It really is because they're all very. Set up and frustrated. Authorities said while they appreciate the help of the community, that they ask people not to submit tips simply as a result of information that is seen on social media, YouTube, or any other online posts.
2: Yeah. And so it is. They have Delphi problems. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: This is, it's a witch hunt. So like Katie said, Summer Wells remains missing. Just want to give her information right now. There's still an ongoing Amber Alert. So if you just look at the Amber Alerts page and you'll see everything there is to see about Summer Wells. She is now a six-year-old female. She was five when she disappeared. Described as white with blonde hair and blue eyes. She's three feet tall. She weighs 40 pounds. She's missing from Rogersville, Tennessee, and she went missing on June 15th of 2021. Anyone with any information should contact the Hawkins County Sheriff's Office at 423-272-7121 or the TBI at 1-800-TBI-FIND. And then Carly's got Rose's information.
3: So Rose would be 34 at the time of this recording. She is described as a white female. She went missing from St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin back in 2000 2009 she has light brown hair and brown eyes she is five foot and 110 pounds she has a tattoo of red cherries on the outside of her right ankle and her ears and her navel are pierced she frequently changes the length and color and style of her hair but Mm -hmm. at the time of her disappearance her hair was cut in like a chin length bob she may color her hair blonde or red and she was last seen wearing a white tank top a green v-neck sweater blue jeans, and flip-flop sandals. Anyone with information on her case can contact the Polk County Sheriff's Department at 715-485-8300.
0: Quinnies, what do we think? Final thoughts on Summer Wells. I definitely have a lot of questions. Want to know things. I want to know if they're true. I want the fact from the fiction. There's a couple things I have to say. I don't trust... I got to be careful how I say this. Okay. (laughs) I don't trust a lot of people. I don't want to make a stereotype or a judgment about a certain part of town. However, I've grown up in certain parts of town.
2: Katie, you and, have a unique insight into this case. Mm-hmm. You grew I, up in the South. You know these things. Like don't I understand you're trying to be fair, but you you expertise in this.
0: But there is there is a community of people that really really stick together in times like this. It's like, you know, like the neighbor always has the other neighbors back. A lie can be taken and the lie can just be added to And manufactured and added some more to and altered some more and changed here and turned around there. And by the time it gets through the neighborhood, you know, it's like telephone. It's like a completely different thing at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a small town thing like that really resonates in a really rural area like that. I struggle so hard to trust any of these stories. Totally. Um, Anything, honestly. Because <laughs> it reminds me a lot of just a small town. It's almost like there's not a lot to do in those parts of towns. And so you have to live like through your words and your lies. Like that's like how you live. Like hmm. you live through like stories. And so I just really struggle to believe a lot of these people. And like their validity, it's like really, and their honesty, it's hard for me to find that. With that comes. A lot of history. And so I've found like a lot of demons in their closets that just only further make me feel so uncomfortable. Don, for example, had uh, his sisters come out and his sisters claimed that he abused them when they were children. Coming from a family member that is saying that this person is toxic, I just Don't trust him. I don't trust Don and I don't have a good feeling about him in particular. And I don't necessarily think that he's responsible. And I am not by any means saying that, but I don't get good vibes from him at all. The things that have come out him about him over the years have made me really, really apprehensive about who he is as a person. I feel that way about a lot of people in this case. It's crazy because I always feel like there's at least someone I can believe yeah. like this person makes me feel like it's the truth.
2: And there's no one like that. In and this story. I don't
0: get mm-hmm. this. I don't get it from that. I feel like it's just lies upon lies, stacked upon stories upon stories, and we can't get a clear indication of anything. There's also another witness that comes into play that we didn't mention, and I wish we would have gotten into it, that Katie made me aware of. His name is Jose. Did you guys hear about Jose? Like, not the son Jose, but the guy Jose? No. No. So like, he's like a friend that was like, I don't know if he was a neighbor or something or a witness, or maybe he worked for Don. I'm not exactly Mm. sure his placement in the story, but he knows Don and he claimed now he apparently died of a drug overdose and is no longer living, but he claimed, and someone has the interview. I I would have to clarify with Katie who it is, but someone has the interview of him mentioning that the relationship between Don and Summer was concerning Mm. and that he he was sometimes bathing with her now this is speculation of course and this is a rumor from a witness so we don't know the accuracy of it and he mm. admits himself that she slept in the bed with them so once i heard the claim the claims from jose i start to really question don in a lot of ways yep. and then you you just throw candace and just never telling the same story twice ever
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: And it's it's like I just I don't believe them, and I don't believe I don't I want to not blame the parents so bad. The
3: only thing that I can possibly give you is that summer sleeping with them at night, if you don't look at anything else that's normal well, i only say that because declan still comes into our bed around 4 a.m every single day of my life. totally normal okay? that's totally
0: normal sleeping totally with the parents
3: normal. is totally normal but if it's like so like this- i'll i can give them that like 10 percent, a little bit you know like that's it but with everything else that went on and it's seemingly going on like we've already talked about how Candace and Candy could
0: not hear or see Summer leave the house Makes no and sense. walk away. It's tough. Right. It, especially the grandma with the already missing child too Yeah,
3: where is she gonna go where you don't hear or see uh-huh. a flash and of chris, a pink shirt yeah.
0: like and chris mcdonough says that when he went to the house the dogs were a barking exactly. like crazy exactly because
3: candace tried to say that her dogs don't bark that much
0: mm-hmm, but, but he went there chris went there and, went there and did, proved it, it proved it wrong yeah exactly. he so wrong. that makes no sense
3: but also like they're so dead set on they know for a fact that she was abducted right that it's not a crime of opportunity they live on a dead end road in a real freaking area with woods and the mountains and bears everywhere like it's not like he can some you know he whoever he would be the abductor right could just like see Summer playing in the yard and clock her for later. Yeah, it just you seems really I mean? unlikely. Like, it, it just, just seems yeah, so unlikely. unlikely. Like the construction workers, like, no, I'm sorry. It's just unlikely. And it's also unlikely that Summer walked off without being seen or heard. And especially in that area, that is extremely hard for like professionals to navigate. A little five-year-old girl isn't going to be able to like walk in right. the woods, in the mountains. And right. But then there's the theory that Don sold her for drug money because they saw the video that candace again candace posted on her social media summer like dancing around in the yard next to a red barrel that said for sale for sale right but like knowing how much like junk they have in the yard yeah it it could have been for literally anything but it is weird when you go back to his letter that he wrote, it just kind of like tweaks at you a little bit. Like, well, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. It's yeah. weird. I want those 911 calls. I need to know where this mis- misinformation is coming from, how they reacted, because in every other recording, And I understand that in the South, they tend to talk a little slower than like us crazy psycho New Yorkers hyped up on caffeine like I do. Okay, so like I talk fast and animated and Candace is very monotone, slower, calmer. But she doesn't ever seem to be emotional, hysterical, no, even a little bit stressed. Except no. for when she leaves off of the Dr. Phil show, and then the difference with every single story of Candace's versus Don's versus Hunter's—yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. can get it right. So nobody frustrating! It right. It's Not so frustrating. One. And specifically the shaved head, which I know we haven't really talked about too much. Not the norm—you don't normally so see. So Summer FBI had
2: that girl. like little blonde pixie cut in the days prior to when she went missing. Shaved right. her head entirely like not like bicked, but yeah. like buzzed buzz cut
3: now when you ask candace why this was shave your kid's head like dye it mm-hmm. purple i don't yep. care It is a little bit off the beaten track for a five-year-old girl who, you know, was obsessed with Elsa or whatever you could say. But Candace is like, well, she's a tomboy. She wanted to have a shaved head like her brothers. Like her brothers. I had a shaved head. Candace had a shaved head at the time. Like she just wanted to be like us, which is fine. But then Don separately said, Summer tried to cut her hair herself. So we shaved. He literally said shaved her head off. Okay. Not her (laughs) hair, her head. But okay, shaved her hair off so that her hair would grow back long. And then Candace shaved her head so Summer wouldn't feel bad if Summer wasn't bothered. Right. So and he tells
0: a totally those different are story. Totally
3: different stories, dude. Yeah. yeah. Right next to each other, right in the exactly. same interview. Exactly. Right at the same exact time. Like it's are like Are you both on the same planet? Are you no. both? No. So aside from Summer being like part of this secret scientific experiment with papa making sure that she can fight the demogorgon i don't get it it could be so innocent and it could just be she cut her hair and they shaved it or she wanted to be like they're her brothers either there was a matted hair neglect situation and she yeah, had to shave lice. her hair yeah or lice or lice yeah or for lack of like evidence for uh, hair evidence i don't know
2: i need to know how often candace bly calls nine one one. Yes. That's what I want to know. I want a full phone history of how often, how many times do they hear from Candace Bly each week? Um, because I feel like the cops were not in a hurry to get over there. That's I just, true. because That's of the true. time and the way that things are not adding up then, I just feel like she was calling a lot. She might be one of those ones that like, we have someone in our family who goes to the ER 24-7, <laughs> not because they're <laughs> actually legitimately sick, but because it's just everything. It's like, well, yeah. I gotta go to the emergency room, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. So like, sure. I don't know. I, mean, I feel they did like, have
3: legitimate domestic violence issues for sure you know and
2: absolutely but i I do think that candace is high drama yes yeah and I think that Rose very likely may have the same traits, toxic relationships, yes. or at the very least dysfunctional relationships. Yeah. Yeah. The cops are getting called. We're putting our hands on each other. It sounds like at least in Candace and Don's case, we're having a couple of drinks. We're taking a couple of pills. We're getting crazy with it. And then we're getting sloppy and the cops are getting called. Like that's yeah. happening routinely. I need to know how often she calls them because I don't feel like they were in a hurry to get there. That's and that, that also makes me think, think that since they have not arrested them, they have nothing, Mm -hmm. truly nothing, even so much nothing that there would be nothing to release to us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like nothing Mm -hmm. because these people like both Candace and Don been in contact with law enforcement in some way or another they're known. So they would be looking for a reason to pin this on someone, get it moving. It's just the fact that they were, they've never
3: even been arrested. Then again, how is there just nothing? Poor little
2: Summer Wells. Oh my God. She is one of the cutest kids I've ever seen. And she's, it sucks because she was five and we can't really tell you anything about her or who, you know who she was or what really even what she liked like because again everyone contradicts each other Don, the, i and i totally get what katie's saying about bad vibes from him i totally understand that i truly don't believe he's bright enough to pull something like this off yeah, I, see, I truly don't yeah i i question that i myself. i feel like he i do think <laughs> that he may very well be a shit heel but i don't know if he has the capacity like truly no. cleverness yeah deceit mm-hmm. no, he has too many loose lips he can't You know, he's on the phone going, there's a man trying to hug our kids. You know, know? like it's just, he's
3: like, just so, like, it's, I don't think he has the control. I also want to know, like, how does he drink all day long? Like, I want to know, like, what level of alcoholism are we talking about here? Funny you should mention
2: that because the last thing that I want to say is I got some statistics from Kids Count Tennessee, which is all child statistics. According to Kids Count 2016, 26% of children experienced two out of the following three in their household growing up. Abuse neglect, or household dysfunction. So two out of those three. So that's a quarter of the kids in the state who experience that household dysfunction includes substance abuse, mental illness, and domestic violence toward the mother, which again, we see with Rose and we see with Candace. Half of the children in Tennessee grow up economically disadvantaged. 21% of those children are in food insecure households. There's been a 10 X rise in babies who are born addicted. So Summer Wells, I wish we knew more about her and her identity, but there are a lot of summer wells Mm -hmm. out there. There are a lot of kids in Tennessee in bad situations and no one knows about them. There's no podcast devoted to them. No one's out looking for them. They're just living this kind of nightmare until they can get out of there. So it's just important to remember that share the Amber Alert, share Rose's information, share Summer's information, but also get, you know, give money to the Southern Poverty Law Center, give money to Kids Count, like support these organizations that are actually trying to help rural kids in the area who are underserved, obviously. It's just, it's too bad because it takes something like this for everyone to look in that direction and go, oh wow, these kids aren't going to survive. Listen to Straight Up Evil.